Wow, Jimmy, for being in Australia, uh, the audio sure is clear. Wow. It's almost as though we're in the same room. It, it certainly sounds that way, doesn't it? It sure does. It's too bad that we can't be ever yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got sad. Uh, Grim. Uh... You're, you're moving, not dying. But we should, but we should start this episode. <laughs> we should start this episode. Your move. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And uh, as we alluded to, not so subtly, uh, we are recording this actually shortly after we recorded uh, the previous episode. Uh, because both of us are going to be traveling and not yeah, in the same space for a while. So bonus episode. Yeah, so we're coming to you live with the bonus episode. Bonus. You get an episode, and you get an episode, and you get an episode. Bonus. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the OG Yu-Gi-Oh series. Uh, Jimmy, you showed me uh an episode. Of yes. the original 1998 run of Yu-Gi-Oh! the anime called Clash, the Strongest Monster, uh, which is my new punk band name, by the way. Uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the trick. <laughs> you showed this to me about a week ago. Yes. <laughs> and we wanted to record then, but for a variety of reasons, just got distracted and did other things. Uh, so we are only just now, a week later, recording the episode about that episode. I don't know if this is a good idea, but we're going to try it. That's what you said when we started this podcast, and it's been six months. So uh, I'm I'm just going to blaze forward with this. Our goal for this episode is you have pulled up an episode summary yes. that you are not going to show me. And I'm going to try to reconstruct the episode from memory. This was uh, this episode of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series was the first time... Uh, Duel Monsters, the game, is shown on screen. Ever. Ever. Period. In the history of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a little different than how you may remember I like, it. I like how long it took you to mentally verify that fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little different than what you and I are used to in the 4Kids version. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's time to discuss the episode... As I mentioned, uh, this is the 1998 run of Yu-Gi-Oh! This is an episode titled Clash, the Strongest Monster. Uh, Clash, the Strongest Monster opens on, as most episodes do, uh, in... Oh, it opens on Pepper whining. Do you want to come here? Wow, as so many episodes do, it opens with Pepper crying. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they got my dog to be in an anime in 1998, but uh, that's just the magic of cinema, y'all. No, it opens on uh, Yugi uh sort of alone at school and he is uh going through some dual monsters cards nope nope that's not how it opens <laughs> oh no oh no uh it opens with it opens with uh a man I need, like a buzzer <laughs> it opens with say, i'm sure that makes for great audio okay, I'm, I'm entering i'm entering my Yu-Gi-Oh mind palace it opens uh on the top of a building Yes. And there's a man there who is being beat up. Yes. By two uh, thugs in suits. And uh, it's revealed that he has a a rare uh, dual monsters card. Yep. And he's being beat up because he is not going to sell the dual monsters cards with being forcefully taken from him by these two thugs who... It's revealed work for a young man with a white suit and green hair. It's that character we all know and love. Seto Kaiba. We're going to wait a what? Record scratch. Yep, that's me. Bet you're wondering how I got here. Uh, <laughs> getting beat up. <laughs> so, so I'm the y- guy getting beat up <laughs> by two paid professional <laughs> men for a card for a playing in a children's card, card game. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Seto Kaiba is here, and he looks radically different. Well, so here's the thing is, so the the character model is pretty much the same, but he's been color swapped. Yeah. It's like, it's like he's, it's like there's another 
Seto Kaiba out there in the world that already has the colors that we're used to. So he had to hit Y on the controller to change the colors of his fighter. Uh, yeah, there's already a, a Kaiba. And this is this Kaiba is your little brother's Kaiba uh, who's playing on the shitty controller and has right. to use the bad colors. He's the away team Kaiba. <laughs> uh so uh and he looks like really gaunt have you noticed that yeah his eyes are like sunken i think what it is is the green hair really just you just notice that area of his body so much more he's got these like really heavy set eyes um but uh yeah so kaiba like takes the card from this dude by force and uh laughs oh yeah and you're showing me a picture of him now yeah the hair like covers like puts his eyes in shadow even yeah his eyes are in shadow the whole time which i think is part of it because it makes him look skeletal almost yeah and he's got like very tiny pupils uh and and very tiny irises as well um and uh and and our dog pepper what are you doing bud so he was whining earlier and then he moved Six feet away to whine some more. And, oh, here he comes. Pepper. I was heartbroken earlier. I was in the the bathroom, and Pepper was just crying outside, actually barking, because he missed me. That's the other benefit of a bonus episode, is there's 100% more Pepper. Uh, oops, all Pepper. Oops, all Pepper. Uh, that will actually be an upcoming bonus episode of this show. It's Lauren and I just want to do a show about Pepper. Uh, so, um, uh, I almost said Pepper. Uh, Kaiba takes the card by force and laughs maniacally and says uh, something along the lines of like, yes, I will add this to my my collection. A fine addition to my collection. Right. And uh, then we cut to the school. Pepper, stop distracting Jimmy. Hi, sweet boy. He is up on my face kissing me. What a good boy. Hi, Pepper. Too, Hi, much, too much PDA in this podcast. <laughs> Pepper, you gotta you gotta cool it, bud. Keep it in your pants. Stop petting my wiener. <laughs> I'll uh, Pepper pet your is wiener a, even more. Pepper is a, a, a long haired dachshund, uh, also known as a sausage dog or a, a wiener dog. Is where that joke, uh, <laughs> how that joke explains itself. Uh, I've got your hairy wiener right here. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't talk about your dog like this. He's such a good boy, and I love he him. is. But he's he's a very hairy wiener. Uh, so, and a whiny boy. So back to the television show that I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. desperately trying to remember. The, the Japanese kids show that we're talking about here. <laughs> that you're tr- desperately trying to remember. I'm trying my hardest. So then it cuts to the school, right? Yeah. And it's a normal day at school, except the kids, the chillins, are obsessed with this card game that's sweeping the nation. Called of Japan. Of, of canonically Japan now. Uh, called Duel Monsters. Right so far? Yep. And we get we get these. I'm panning... just gonna let you keep talking, so I'm not just saying yep every couple okay. seconds. Okay. Okay. So, and we get these pan. Just tell me if I'm wrong. We get these panning shots of uh, kids playing Duel Monsters, and they've got uh the the cards have this back on them that's like halfway between. Uh, the Duel Monsters uh, card back that we're used to, sort of that gold and black like swirling vortex, it's halfway between that and the like Michael Jordan MLB logo. Uh, <laughs> An app description. Where it's the red and blue like vectors. Um, or I guess the Pepsi logo, I could have just as easily <laughs> said. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, so it's sort of like this red and blue, if I remember correctly, it's like solid colors in a very simple spiral. Dual Monsters um, is brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? I, I think this is pointed out on like Imager or something. The new Pepsi logo looks like Strong Sad. Yes, I have noticed that. <laughs> the one where the, the curve is all weird. Uh-huh. It's supposed to look like a smile, but it I doesn't. just see uh, like perfectly round fat guy with his stomach spilling out and his like shirt is riding up. And, him. Yeah, and I see a texture pack for Pepsi Man. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so uh, it, it pans across, and the, the kids are, are loving it, right? And uh, we see uh, Yugi and... Uh, I'm trying to remember if it's Joey or if it's an unnamed child. I think it's an unnamed child. Uh, and he's he's playing the card game against unnamed child and wins. 
and he's cleaning up and Joey comes in and Joey says, oh, you're still playing this kids game, huh? This game for kids, this uncool game, this yeah. uncool game for kids. Not cool like me, Joey. Uh, and uh, he is like making fun of Yugi and Yugi like defends that Duel Monsters is like a, it's an it's interesting game. It's not a game. game for kids. Well, he, he, it's totally a game for kids. It's totally a game for kids. And he doesn't deny that it's for kids, but he's like, oh, it's got some strategy and like, it's really popular. And I like playing games. So I like playing games with people. And this is a game. This is a game I play with people. Tay is there too. Uh, Taya thinks it sounds fun. That's right. Tay is there too. And Taya thinks it sounds fun until the, the ruiner of fun, the fun sucker, the fun uh, police, the party pooper, the literal fun police here. Uh, 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 Tristan, <laughs> uh, also called Honda in the, in the Japanese series, which I, I like a little bit more actually than Tristan. Than Tristan. Yeah. Uh, not that I dislike the name Tristan, but I, I think that Honda fits this character that he's playing a lot better. Uh, so Tristan comes in wearing a uh, beautification week sash, uh, and as you may remember, Tristan is head of the beautification club. Is he the head? I thought he was just a member. He might just be a member. <laughs> he like takes himself way too but seriously. He's like up in, he's in leadership, I think. Somehow. Okay. He at least acts like he is. Yeah. Uh, and so he's wearing a, a beautification week sash over his school uniform. And he uh, informs them, or he informs Yugi, that he must keep his cards protected. Because there are people out there who might hunt him for his rare cards. Pepper. Yeah, you remember. Uh, you're going to bark now, bud? I know. Pepper, there are please no barking. For those rare cards. Yeah. I know. Well, it's okay. Well, you remember. Uh, well, you don't. You were homeschooled. I remember <laughs> hey, being no. in elementary school and kids were super excited about having Pokemon cards and they would play Pokemon games. I and was as not kids to do, have Pokemon cards. Um, they would sometimes get in fights as kids always do about anything and so they got banned from school because pokemon cards cause fights and Fr not the kids themselves obviously i was never allowed to have pokemon cards so one time i got a shiny charizard and i hid it under my pillow for three months nice do you and, still have it uh no but i think my little brother does it's in a box somewhere okay um gotta keep that shit safe i know right it's a shiny charizard right? damn and i just never like i don't know I Do you know that. how much clout you would have on the schoolyard? Well, you yeah, would be a, a god lot. among children because I'm a 27 year old man who makes an income. Here, kid, you want a 10? <laughs> like, you want you want 20 bucks? Yeah, here you go. I've got plenty of them. No, I'm not talking about you now rolling up to an elementary school and being like, "Hey, kids, look at oh. how many Charizards I can buy." <laughs> I that's what you were saying. <laughs> no, if you were a, a kid and you had a shiny Charizard, you were hot shit. Let me tell you. I guess, but like, I have seen my friendships ruined over a Chansey. But okay, so speaking of hot shit, here's the kind of environment that I had related to children's playing card games: is I was lucky in that I was wasn't allowed to have them. Period. Some of my friends were allowed to have them until their parents learned that there was a psychic type, which is, of course, of the devil. So they had to burn all of their cards. Oh, no. Burned them. Burned them right up. Yep, that checks out. You would think that ghost type would freak them out a little <laughs> more. Well, yeah, you know. we're just, I've captured this soul that turned into a monster, and now I'm going to send it out to fright my friend's monster. Uh, did you know that there is a Christian version of Magic the Gathering called Redemption? God, I just saw this. Did you send me a link to this? I, I or did. Something? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. I think I retweeted on Twitter is what it is. That's probably uh, where I saw it. But it's, it's got basically the exact same layout as Magic the Gathering and almost identical art, but they change all the names to be like, and then, uh, you know, this card is like Judas's kiss, uh, and you know, oh yeah, the, the all the cards are like based on uh, Bible passages, right? Exactly, and they all have Bible verses written on them. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. What were we talking about? Oh, right, <laughs> strong beautification week. Strong beautification. <laughs> that's right. That is what it says. Strong beautification week. And uh, uh, Tristan uh, says now Yugi, uh, because Yugi's explaining how he got his cards. Uh, as Tristan enters and, and Yugi says uh, yeah my grandpa owns a game shop so he's got all sorts of like rare cards and he he's how I got all my good cards uh, 
And Tristan hears this and goes, now, Yugi, you have to keep these safe uh, and protected because there are people out there who will hunt down rare cards. Oh, yeah. I want to point out, um, if I might interject, Yugi says, informs them that people have come here from America to buy a single card. That's right. And it's, it's when uh, Taya is asking if they're popular. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, they're really popular. Even Grandpa is a card maniac. Uh, and the subtitles for the, the episode that we watched, I remember just distinctly, didn't say maniac. A mania. They say a mania. And I think that was just a typo, but they made it a couple of times and it made me giggle. Grandpa's a mania. Uh, so Before we get too much further, I do want to point out this great line that uh, Tristan had. Yeah, please. Um, when he first shows up, uh, he says that, oh, Joy is not mad because it's, he doesn't like it because it's a childish game. He doesn't like it because it's a game where you have to use your head and think just a tiny amount. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's very Joey. That's very Joey. Uh, <laughs> Dumb as bricks. <laughs> and he likes it that way is the thing. Yeah. He, he knows himself pretty well, I think. Joey is very much like the, the school dropout archetype he's in the, this series. He's the kind of kid who would get involved with a yo-yo gang. Yes. <laughs> And I'm very excited. I really want you to see that episode <laughs> before you leave. We will absolutely watch that episode. Uh, so, uh, uh, what does he say? He says, um, uh, yeah, you need to protect those. There are uh, rare hunters, I think is what he calls them. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're you're not safe. And Yugi's like, well, I mean, I'm just going to keep them, like, in a box, like, in my backpack. It's... It's fine. Uh, and at that point, class starts, right? Yep. Class starts, and uh, the teacher introduces a new transfer to the school uh, whose name is Seto Kaiba. Uh, and the same gaunt, weird-looking, green-haired kid from before walks in, still wearing his white suit, even though that is clearly not the school uniform. No, it is like a pristine, like... Uh... It is Mr. Universe White. It is extremely white. It's it is crisp. Very white. Uh, he and... looks like Liberace. Ooh, yes. Yes, exactly. And it's impossible. It's physically impossible for any one suit to stay this clean. Period. <laughs> Since he wears around so much. Right. Well, or just at all, yeah. right? Like, I would I would put it on and, like, coffee would magically levitate over and spill itself on me, right? Uh, so, uh, he, he wears this, uh, this white suit and, uh, oh, and even before he's introduced, Yugi's like, oh, who's the new kid? I hope he likes playing games. Uh, I wonder if it's somebody that I can play duel monsters with. And, uh, Seto Kaiba is introduced and the teacher says, oh yeah, there's an empty seat over there by Yugi. You can go sit down at, and Kaiba walks over and notices, uh, that Yugi while cleaning up dropped one of his duel monsters cards on the ground and kaiba picks it up and he, he hands it to yugi and goes this, this is duel monsters right and he's like yeah do you play and he goes i love duel monsters uh you should come over later and we'll play and uh so time passes and later on uh, they're talking again about duel monsters and somebody mentions i forget who that Yugi's grandfather owns a game shop and has rare cards, and That's they're all going to go look. Is that later? Yeah. Oh, that is. First, they go to his house. They go to Kaiba's house. Yes. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So they go to. Oh, and Miho is there. I'm oh, not surprised right. you forget her because Miho she doesn't do doesn't anything. Miho doesn't exist in the Four Kids universe. Uh, well, no. So Miho does do something here. I remember because there's a joke about this at the end. Uh, they go to Kaiba Mansion. Uh, and it's talked about a little bit that Seto is the heir of the Kaiba Amusement Park fortune. <laughs> Specifically amusement parks. Yeah. Uh, the Kaiba family makes amusement parks as their whole thing. So uh, he's he's the heir to the, the funny throne. Uh, and they pull up to... It's basically like, oh, you know Walt Disney? This is his son, uh Burt Disney. Burt Disney. I don't know what the Disney sons' names are. I, They exist. Disney children? Probably. If you're a Disney child out there <laughs> listening to this show, please email us at... No, never mind. Uh, so they pull up to the Kaiba Mansion, which is this big, sprawling mansion ground. It looks like 
almost like the White House, if I remember correctly. It's kind v- of. It's very or like Monticello, maybe. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say it looks kind of French. Yeah, it's like very white. Uh, it's got these columns out front, and it's got this huge garden with sprinklers going, and there's I think a hedge maze, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, and they pull up in front, and uh, Yugi and Joey and Taya uh walk up, and Miho. Well, no, Miho uh rides in oh, on the right. back of. Tristan's bike uh and Joey makes a quip at Tristan being like oh so you're you're her taxi now and he's just like whatever she needs <laughs> and and Miho's like this is the only way I'll travel uh and they uh they arrive and I think he if I remember correctly he can't like quite stop correctly so he stops too fast and they bump into each other yeah um but as soon as they arrive, a voice over the loudspeaker at the gate goes oh good you're all here like yeah come inside and the gate opens and they go inside and they meet Seto Kaiba in his house, which is, again, like palatial. Uh, and they go down these hallways that have a bunch of like oil paintings up and, uh, you know, fancy things here and there. And they come to a room. Joey doesn't trust any of this. He's a, no, that's he's right. a street tough. And he says there should be a law against someone having such a big house. That's right. That's right. Eat the rich. Uh, and uh, they come to a trophy room. And uh, the trophy room is, well, filled with trophies, for one. And somebody asks, I think maybe even it's Miho, Miho, who asks, uh, what are all these trophies for? And he goes, well, uh, you know, a lot of them are for various things, but uh, this one is when I won the uh, World Championships of Duel Monsters. (laughs) Uh, And they're like, what? You're the world champ? Uh, And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, no big deal. Um, it's, It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm the youngest person to ever win, eh, you know, no big, no big. Uh, and, uh, he goes, but Yugi, I'm excited to duel you. Uh, you should tell me about your cards. Uh, and they, I think show each other some cards at this point. The, there is a brief, uh, scene where Miho is super impressed with him and wants to talk to Kaiba about his theme parks. Oh, that's right. And, uh, uh, Tristan gets like super jealous and says, Hey, I'll buy you tickets to the theme parks. And Kaiba is like, no worry. I own the theme parks here. I'll just give you some tickets. Yeah. You just got some free tickets. Here you go. And then Miho hugs Kaiba and says he's the best. And (laughs) Tristan gets super pissed. There it is. Anyway, now they go to and play some dual monsters. And I forget, do they actually play dual monsters here? Because I don't remember anything from that scene. Uh, Because what I remember is, Yugi mentions that his grandpa owns a game shop. Yeah, I and don't think has, they duel yet. Has some special cards. Uh, does he have the special card on him at this point? No, uh, grandpa still has it, and um, they want uh, Joey and Tristan are united against Kaiba, and they want to like show him up. Oh, that's right. So, so they, they encourage about... uh, Yugi to show him. His super awesome, super awesome card, ultra rare card. Yeah, so so they they start hyping up this like ultra rare card that his grandpa has, and Kaiba goes, "Well, yeah, like totally. We should absolutely just we'll we'll go to the store right now. Like we'll go visit your grandpa's store, and and he can show me the card. It'll be fun." Uh, and I think there's a cutaway to him thinking to himself, like, "Super rare card? Could it be the card I've been searching for?" Uh, and yes, it is. Surprise. Uh. And it's that same scene that we've seen before in the other anime. Right. Where they show All up to the five game. five special cards. <laughs> no, not that scene. Um, I wish. That'd be great. And they, uh, we cut to, uh, I guess later in the day, they're at uh, Grandpa's game shop. And we meet Grandpa for the first time. Right? No, not for the we've first time. We've seen him before. We've seen him before. But we meet him as the owner of the game shop tending the store for the yeah, first time. Yeah, he was in the first episode creeping on Taya. That's right. I forgot. Well, creeping you, on everybody, really. Yeah. He creeped. You, he crept. You probably blocked it out of your mind. He creeped. Uh, he crumped. Uh, <laughs> Did he? <laughs> I'd like to see that. He crimped. Uh, so, Grandpa. He crimped. Grandpa. Oh, my leg. In a, <laughs> in a new non-creepy role, Grandpa uh, is hanging out with the kids. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa is minding his business, literally. And the kids are like, hey, Grandpa, um, we uh, made this friend 
who really wants to see your super rare card. And he's like, well, I, I don't know. Uh, and Kaiba comes in and he goes, yes, please. I would love to see, I'm the national, I'm the world champ. Like I haven't seen this card before. Uh, I would, I would love to see this card. And he goes, well, it's, it's really special to me. Uh, but for you kids, yeah, sure. Why not? And so he rummages around and he pulls out this little box and opens the box and reveals the blue eyes, white dragon. But I think in this, they just call it the blue eyes dragon. Yeah. So they leave out the white, which is interesting. I Part of me wonders if that's because of the introduction of the red-eyes black dragon. Maybe they had to differentiate. Does that make sense? Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, so he reveals the card blue-eyes dragon, which we know is blue-eyes white dragon. Uh, and everybody goes, ooh, ah. Uh, do they pull the same thing with Joey being like, oh, I don't see what's so special. It's just a card. Or Tristan saying that. Yeah, I think also Miho is disappointed because she was expecting such a rare card to be like encrusted with diamonds. Yeah, which I, instead of just being you know, a card. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There is really no reason. It's like in Magic, you're just playing for cardboard. Right. Exactly. Well, it's like that. Um, you remember uh months ago now we talked about there was that card that sold for like a million dollars and it was <laughs> it turned out to be a stainless steel card. Oh yeah, remember that. Um, so maybe she's expecting something like that. That's reasonable, I think. Uh, and Kaiba is like, uh, how much do you want for the card? Your grandpa explains that, uh, it's not rare because it's got jewels or something on it. Oh yeah. It was so powerful that its production was canceled. That's right. So there are only so many of them. And, uh, and he goes, this was given to me by a very special friend from America. Uh, and it shows a picture of, of him and this random blonde dude yeah uh and uh and he's like yeah and it's it's you know one of a kind basically uh and kaiba essentially says how much how much do you want for it and grandpa starts to explain like well no like it has a lot of sentimental value for me too like it's not really for sale and uh i i don't think i could part with it for any amount of money and kaiba goes no not money and he pulls out a briefcase from seemingly nowhere <laughs> Uh, and he, he whips it out real fast and it looks like he's actually gonna like hit somebody with it and everyone kind of gasps and like pulls back a little and he slams it on the table and opens it up revealing that it's chock full of dual monsters cards and then they all gasp again yeah and they all go ooh and it's kind of like the briefcase shot from uh, Pulp Fiction yeah <laughs> cool right <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's what was really in the case. It was the blue eyes, right? Dragon. That's, I mean, that's my headcanon pretty much. It's a, you know what it is? It's a sparkly blue eyes, right? Dragon. <laughs> uh, so that even Miho is impressed. Um, and uh, Grandpa still goes, like, No, no, I, I, I really can't part with it. Like, I'm sorry. And uh, puts it back in its box and puts it away. And Kaiba says something uh and then says to yugi like i'm still looking forward to our duel uh and then like leaves in a huff yeah that night kaiba calls yugi and is like hey uh still looking forward to our duel old buddy old chum old pal uh but it would be great for me if I got some experience dueling against your grandpa's super rare card, the Blue-Eyes Dragon. Why don't you bring it to school? Yeah, if you could please bring that so that I can study it, get to know it, have a drink with it. Uh, Buy it and, a beer. Yeah, and I think he's he, he's trying to imply, like, I essentially want to learn how to beat it so that I can continue to be the best, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Yugi goes like, well, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Yes. I will take this incredibly rare card to school. Right. What could possibly go wrong? I, 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 you know, I'm used to at this point taking my grandpa's most treasured possessions and making them my own. So why not? Uh, and, uh, the next morning Yugi's at school and Kaiba comes up and well, now this is the scene. Uh, that you were talking about earlier. This is where they explain dual monsters for the first time. Oh, well, who do they explain it to? Uh, Tristan and Joey are playing. Oh, that's right. At and school, right? Y yeah, and Yugi is explaining it to Taya or Joey. I think Joey is I think learning both. 
yeah. in a way. Taya, I think, kind of is starting to get it, though. She's watching, and uh, Yugi's explaining the rules. And, uh, oh, that's right. And uh, so Tristan uh, plays a card, and Joey plays another card, and uh, Tristan goes, like, ah, I, I win. Uh, and Yugi goes, well, not not quite. Because, yes, the aim of the game is to play a monster with more attack points, which you did, but uh, he says, well, look at the the mat that they're playing on. And they're playing on a mat, which I think is the coolest thing that I wish they'd kept. It's a it's a game mat with all sorts of different spaces uh, on a, like, painted, uh, like, actual map, like a cartography map. It's got, like... A landscape. Yeah, a landscape. It's got mountains and forests and streams and oceans and all these things. And uh, it's... The the place that you play the card on the board also affects the card. And he says Joey played his, I don't know, warrior card or whatever on a plane. It so, was Dark Dragon. Oh, that's right. It was Dark Dragon on a lake, right? Yeah. So he plays Dark Dragon on a lake, and dragons get double the attack power when they're played on lakes, it turns out. So his attack power is actually now more than Tristan's card. So Joey wins. Completely by accident, obviously, but he still wins. Hold so on, scrolling back down. So he explains stuff. kind of in, in in one motion both, okay, you're gonna play a card. No, no, no. Sorry. I know this is all not card no, please. bullshit. That's okay. But um he plays uh Dark Dragon mm-hmm. and Tristan plays Zombie. Oh that's right. And it's, zombie. it's the zombie that gets the bonus right yeah because he plays it in a graveyard and so joey thinks he wins because he is a stronger monster right but tristan played the zombie in a graveyard which doubled its uh power bonus right so it's the field power bonuses that we've been seeing on uh duelist kingdom and it's actually explained in a way that makes sense because it's there are all sorts of different fields on the board that they're playing on it's where you play the card in this game grid so there's like actually strategy in this game (laughs) (laughs) instead of just nonsense that you pull right out of your ass like who would have thought what do you even like uh and uh yeah so uh they're playing and joey wins no tristan wins tristan wins and this is when kaiba comes up yes i think it is yeah okay joey is mad because he lost Uh and Tristan says he won that because his cards have the heart of the beautification in them. That's right. This is the first reference to uh, having your heart in the cards, I think. Uh, and we get a lot more of that later on. Uh, and Kaiba comes up and he's like, hey, Yugi, uh, you know, like, how's it going? Looking forward to our duel. Haha. <laughs> hey, about my phone call. Did you bring it? Did you bring it? You got the stuff, man. You got the goods. Uh, and Kaiba goes, or Kaiba, um, Yugi goes like, oh, yeah, yeah, my my grandpa just like, let me borrow it. It was totally fine. Here it is. Yeah, and he's like, hey, thanks. You taught me, your grandpa taught me to love the cards. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that was when, that's maybe the second time they say the the heart of the cards, mm-hmm. uh, the, the love of the cards. And uh, Yugi hands it to Kaiba. And Kaiba drops the card when he's going to hand it back. And we get sort of like a slow-mo now of Kaiba thinking to himself, like, now's my chance. As I pick it up, I will swap it with this fake that I have produced uh, and and give the fake card back to Yugi. And so uh, he does. He pulls this fake card out of his jacket pocket. And then, like, when he goes down to pick it up, he palms the real card and then hands Yugi the fake card. And Yugi's just like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, looking... Looking forward to our duel later, haha. Uh, it's it's me, Yugi Mouse, and um, and it's me, Joey. Gosh, <laughs> let's recast the cast of Yu-Gi-Oh with Disney, Disney characters. Yugi is Mickey. Uh, Taya is uh, Minnie. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that Taya is Daisy Duck. That's pretty good. Uh, Joey is Goofy. Tristan has to be Donald. No, I think yeah. I think Donald fits Joey better, though, because they both so? get mad about stuff. Oh, so that's much. true. You know, you're right. Uh, and okay, so then, so Joey is Donald. That would make 
Uh, Tristan is goofy. Tristan then. is goofy then, and then Miho is whoever that female, <laughs> the gender swapped goofy character that he keeps falling for in like random cartoons. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, from the Does old goofy cartoons. Yeah. No, there was just more goofy like people. The other dog that was not Pluto. That was a a, a person and not an animal. Right. Uh, You're not thinking of Clarabelle Cow, are you? I am thinking of Clarabelle Cow. Oh. It all clicked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Miho is Clarabelle Cow. Because no one's ever heard of Clarabelle Cow. Right. Cow. Uh, kids, chil- children who are listening to the show, stop. Uh, but then go look up Clara Bocow. Um, uh, uh, who is uh, Kaiba? Pete. Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. Yeah, I, that tracks. Uh, who, who else are we missing? Pegasus. Oh, God. Pegasus is... Oh, man. Scrooge McDuck? Maybe? Is he technically a Mickey character? He's a Disney yeah, character, I guess. That counts. They're he the interacts same, they with o- Mickey. Occupy the same universe. Yeah. Oh, and uh, 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 Christmas Carol, they interact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scrooge McDuck, I think. I mean, he is a wealthy eccentric who right. has tons of money that he doesn't really know what to do with. Yeah, and adventures. He's not grouchy though, like. Well, no, but I mean, who's to say that Scrooge wasn't uh, less grouchy in his younger years? That's true. Maybe he was extremely gay and a wine drinker. I mean, (laughs) it kind of tracks. Like, have you heard David Tennant doing the new Scrooge voice? I haven't. I'm excited. It's good. It's good. Uh, Anyway, back to the episode. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then... Joey and Tristan noticed that uh, Kaiba right. has swapped the cards. Yeah, and there's a great shot of the two of them side by side uh, going, hmm, and like squinting at Kaiba. And uh, they, do we just cut to later? Are they back at? Uh, Yugi looks at the car, is walking home, uh-huh. and Taya catches up with him and asks oh, why right. he's not with uh, Tristan and Joey. That's right. And he goes, uh, he he goes like, well, they went off to do something else. And uh, she's surprised because she thought they would be wanting to play dual monsters with him. Right. And he was like, well, I don't know. They they said they had something to do. Cut to, uh, I think it's it looks like the same rooftop as yeah, the beginning. <laughs> the roof of the school. Uh, uh, was it the school that we opened on? I think it was a different school. It might have been. But anyway, so it's it's a, we cut to the roof of the school. And Tristan and Joey confront Kaiba uh, about the switcheroo that he pulled. And uh, Kaiba, I don't think he fesses up to it, but he's like... he he plays innocent. And uh, Tristan says, since he's on the beautification committee, his beautification eyes don't miss a speck of dust. So he sees uh, his sharp eyes caught the switch. Yeah. Yeah, Tristan and his sharp, sharp eyes, as we know, as is his character trait. Yep. Uh, and uh, Joey goes to like throttle that's, Kaiba and that's what punch it is. him Because Kai, Kaiba keeps denying it. He keeps playing innocent. And it's really, you know, making Joey PO'd. So then P, uh, uh, Joey goes to, yeah, to punch Kaiba. And before he can, he is knocked to the ground by one of the men in suits that we saw earlier. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. the school. And uh, the two uh, uh, henchmen, I guess, for lack of a better word, from earlier are revealed. And uh, I think one of them makes a joke about, like, not even being able to do his own dirty work. Uh, And Kaiba says something about, like, well, I'm rich, so. Yeah. Um, You know what it's like? I've been mentioning Assassin's Creed a lot, but have you played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood at all? No. Well, no, I don't think so. The, it's this is just like the part in Brotherhood of when you train other assassins to be like your pals, uh-huh. and so you can just be like, you can go anywhere, literally anywhere in the map, and see like a guard or something, and just whistle to another assassin that you want this one killed, and like, they will pop out of like a hay cart that's been next to you <laughs> this whole time and stab the guard and run away. Wow, it's pretty great. It's kind of like the horse in Assassin's Creed. 
Yeah, it just you whistle and it just appears. appears. It's been there the whole time. I love that. Uh, yeah, so the guards have been there the whole time, and they lay into uh, Tristan and Joey and like completely pulverize them. Man, now I really want to play Assassin's Creed again. That sounds good, actually. Uh, I want to play the new one. Yeah, Odyssey. Yeah, I've looks... heard it's insanely good. I and then the the Egyptian one that came out like what last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it's I've heard it's great. And you own it, don't you? Odyssey? No, no. The the Egyptian one. Not to my knowledge. Do you not have it? I don't think so. Oh, I thought you to had be it fair, on your PS4. To be fair, I also own The Witcher Three and have yet to play it. <laughs> so gaming has not been on my agenda lately. Um, but. Uh okay, so Tristan and Joey are knocked unconscious. Knocked unconscious? Yeah. Eh, they yeah, are just laid they out. They got the tar beat out of them. Uh and uh Kaiba uh essentially Yugi, leaves. He doesn't. He doesn't? Yugi shows up. That's right. Okay, because Taya was so worried that it was weird that Tristan and Joey weren't there. And so Yugi is like, oh, I should listen to my friend Taya, my good friend Taya, who has all the good ideas, and uh, goes back to the school, and Yugi appears. And Yugi's like, what what on earth is happening here? Uh, how dare you beat up my friends? You should leave them alone. And uh, I think one of the guards goes to beat him up, and this is when Kaiba reveals, yes, I did take the Blue-Eyes Dragon. Yeah. Uh, um, Yugi just kind of gets knocked to the side. Uh-huh. And uh, he begs him to return it since it's his grandpa's heart. Right. And the card. It's it's his heart. No, it wasn't a goon. Kaiba himself knocks him with his briefcase full of cards. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's brutal. That's a hard hit. Yeah. And so Kaiba then explains that you dumbass, you dumb piece of shit, cards don't have any heart. It's Cards are only cards and all that stuff about the heart is dumb and it's... You, you don't that none of that matters and all you he, have to do is being smart in order to win right and then he goes to hit yugi with his briefcase and he hits yugi and uh yugi's millennium puzzle starts glowing Pew! and the best theme music in the world starts playing and he says Yu-Gi-Oh! and becomes yami yugi uh as voiced by scarlett johansson um and goes like, all right, Kaiba, uh, you wanna you wanna play Duel Monsters? Great, let's play Duel Monsters. Uh, let's play a shadow game. And dun, dun, dun. all of a sudden, they're sitting at a table alone. Inside, inside. Oh yeah, and then like, at some point, Joey and Tristan wake up and they find the guards beat unconscious. Oh, that's right, that's right. And uh, and like, uh, Yugi and Kaiba are missing and. Uh, I think one of them says to the other, like, oh, yeah, good going. And he goes, well, it wasn't it wasn't me. Somebody saved us. But who? Yami Yugi just beat the tar out of these two grown adult men. And then vanished. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. So anyway, so in... It's uh, finally time to duel. It's time to duel. And uh, they're in this uh, dark room with a single light above a table with a duel monster's mat on it. And it's like an interrogation room, but it it's just is. the school. And Yugi's explaining to Kaiba that uh, this. Oh, do you have a picture of that that room? Oh, it is like an interrogation room. Yeah, it's just it's lit from the window. It looks like like there's a light outside, and that's it. Yeah, and they're they're like in the middle of this floodlight, this single floodlight from the ceiling. Right. And uh, so Yugi explains that this is uh, going to be a duel unlike any Kaiba has ever seen. Uh, and he explains the rules. And the rules are they have a certain amount of cards and a certain amount of life points. And I don't remember which. <laughs> I don't, I don't 40 remember. cards, 2,000 life points. Okay, so, ju- so just like Yu-Gi-Oh. And uh, he explains that the winner the the winner gets to keep blue eyes? Is that right? Does he explain, like, the stakes? I'm trying to remember. This doesn't say. I, I think he starts to, because I think he says, like, this is a shadow game. This will be unlike anything else. And Kaiba's like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let's duel. And Yugi's just like, all right, game start. And they begin the duel. 
And now we get into some of the back and forth that Jimmy and I are famously uh, not in love with. Um, but it's made interesting because as soon as I think Kaiba goes first, yeah, as soon as he plays his first card, uh, it he plays Gargoyle in the Dark Forest. That's right, which does look like uh, Hitome Giant, which is his first card that he plays in his. I'm first not going to make you remember all these cards. Thank you, I appreciate that. Completely different from the cards we've seen in the uh, the other show. Right, exactly. But he plays the card, and a uh, gargoyle grows out of the table and is standing on the table in front of him, and like a, a, a like a cloud appears, and and uh, Kaiba like sits back in his chair and is just sort of awestruck by this, and uh, Yugi like laughs and is like, "Well, I did say it would be unlike any game you've ever played." Uh, this time the monsters are real, and, and instead of being scared, Kaiba is like into Kaiba's it. into it. Kaiba's really jazzed by this idea, and I really like Jimmy your sort of ongoing conspiracy theory of this is actually a a prequel to the Four Kids series, and this is how Kaiba got the idea for the holograms. Uh, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. He saw magic and obviously couldn't make any magic of his own so he used science well and now get the same effect like we saw last week uh with uh bakura doing the uh the mind erase magic right mm-hmm. we know that millennium items have the power to wipe people's memories so it could be that this actually happened all of this is canonical yugi wiped everyone's memories and now uh in the four kids what we're seeing is uh, fragments of their hidden memories. I believe it. I want it to be true. Getting pulled pulled back into reality. So anyway, so uh, he plays a card. Yugi plays a card. Uh, those cards fight. We see a lot of really good shots of like dragons coming up out of lakes, um, which I I personally never thought of. That must be like that must just not be like a Western thing of dragons and lakes being synonymous. But in a lot of Eastern cultures, that's like that's just where they come from, I guess, um, or where they live. Uh, I guess. So they just hang out there. Yeah, they just hang out. Uh, so I, I guess in that context, it makes a lot of sense. So we get dragons coming up out of lakes. Um, I've got a whole list here of stuff if you want to. It doesn't at it, matter. It doesn't frankly. matter. Uh, eventually, what happens is Kaiba uh, draws the blue eyes dragon. He doesn't draw it. Oh, that's right. You remember okay, this? So yes. So the the interesting thing about this is that uh, instead of having a hand full of cards, they draw and play the cards one at a time. Um, so it's kind of like war in that way, or like top trumps maybe. Um, and they uh, they've been doing it one at a time, and eventually Kaiba goes, "Well, he's not going to see this coming." And in his sleeve is the blue eyes dragon. Uh, and he pulls it out of his sleeve and palms the card. I think there's a special like mechanical device that places it in his hand, if I remember correctly. It's like an Assassin's Bl- Creed hidden blade, except Assassin's Creed hidden blue eyes white dragon. Well, and it's exactly what Lando does in the Solo movie, yeah. the Han Solo movie. It's exactly that. And so he goes like he's going to draw, but instead of actually drawing a card, he gets blue eyes dragon in his hand and... As he goes to set it down, Yugi says, now before you play that card, remember that this is a shadow game, and unlike any game you've ever played before, and it's not just having the right cards, it's having your heart in the cards, and your cards like trusting you and believing in you and you believing in them and all these things. And Kai was like, no, that's ridiculous. It's just about power. Uh, and who has the most powerful card? There's no such thing. And he plays blue eyes dragon and he's like okay you're ruined now i'm, I'm gonna win and uh blue eyes dragon grows up out of the lake uh and this is a really good shot and like the great music's playing it looks different too it does from the blue eyes that we know it looks i remember us saying that it looks almost like a xenomorph yeah that it's a very right? hr geiger sort of appearance yeah it's just monstrous to behold it's scary and it's huge it's a scary dragon uh even in this like you know tabletop that they're playing where the projections are only you know maybe three feet tall it's like six feet tall right Yeah, it fills the room yeah and uh it uh is terrifying and 
I think Kaiba has it attack another monster. Yeah, Kaiba uh, sends it to attack Yugi. Oh, to attack Yugi directly. I think that's so. right. And it it does the white lightning attack that we all know and love. And uh, Yugi is surrounded in white lightning and is unscathed. Nothing happens. And Kaiba's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't have any cards out. Like, it, it should just deal the deal the damage. How have you not dealt damage? Which I remember now, how are they keeping track of life points? Uh, they have the life... Uh, I don't know how they're doing it, but we get the numbers we, up in the corner the of the screen. Do. We the audience do, but how do they in the fiction... Oh, they just remember, I guess. So how does Kaiba know that it didn't do any damage? Magic? I mean, they're seeing these magical monsters attack That's each true. other. That's true. That it's just like the honor system. Like, yeah. nope, didn't touch me. Well, okay. I saw if that monster so. attack you. No, nope, nope, didn't hit me. <laughs> Trust me, man. Magic. Uh, and Yugi says, uh, it's because your heart was not in that card. Uh, and that card's heart belongs to Grandpa. And, and Grandpa's heart is in it, I guess. There's a, a close-up shot of Blue Eyes Dragon. Oh, right. And it's like shaking uncontrollably and it gets this like reddish aura around it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's a close-up of the card, too. Yeah. Uh, and it shows a, double, a superimposed uh, picture of Grandpa. <laughs> Was that what you were going to say? Yeah. And then it just collapses into nothing. It yep. dies. Yep, it, it dies. It disintegrates. And uh, Yugi says something about how cheaters never win. Yeah, it is destroyed because uh, because its heart belonged to Grandpa. Right. Uh, it refused to attack Yugi. Uh, it would not obey its new master. Uh, Kaiba did not have enough badges to train this Pokemon. <laughs> and so instead of attacking Yugi, it killed itself out yep. of loyalty to Grandpa. Out of loyalty to... Which is, uh, A, insane. B, further proof that I think the Shadow Games are really just ways for Yugi to cheat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Which is, I guess, fair. Uh... So yeah, and then I I forget whether or not uh, all of his all of Yami Yugi's games involve him winning and everyone else like getting caught in these horrible traps that he set up for them to blunder right. into. You know, the best way to win a shadow game is to just not play at all. <laughs> uh, and uh, I I forget whether or not Yugi plays another monster, but essentially he does. He does. What Do does remember? he play? He plays. He activates Revive the Dead. <gasps> Oh, that's right. And that's he right. brings back Blue Eyes White Dragon. But this time on his side of the field, and then uh, Kaiba is uh, hoisted by his own petard as he is then engulfed in the White Lightning attack from uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon. Or Blue Eyes Dragon, pardon Well, me. actually... Right? He brings out a Gremlin, which has the ability to split the field. Somehow, oh, that's right. Do you remember this... Yes, this bullshit. I'm not surprised you don't remember because it is dumb bullshit. Because I wanted it to be simple, but it's Yu-Gi-Oh, so it never is. So what happens is the Blue-Eyes White Dragon, now under Yu-Gi's control, goes to attack Kaiba. uh, But it's Kaiba's turn first. So Kaiba plays the Gremlin card on a mountain space and uses the Gremlin's ability Split the Field. Which I guess in the fiction of dual monsters creates a uh, canyon yeah. down the middle of the field for so some the, purpose. It's as the name implies, it splits the field completely in half, so they can't get at each other, and the right. game ends in a draw. Well, but it goes one step further here because the game is real, so the split the field splits the <laughs> yes. physical table and the table falls over. It cracks in it half. It cracks in half, Aslan style, and uh, Kaiba like disappears. Yeah, there's a huge- he, like, runs like, off. With the, with the field collapsing, there's this huge, like they're all engulfed in smoke. Mm-hmm. And Kaiba, I think, just books it out of there. Yeah. And uh, and Yugi like laughs to himself, I guess, and and takes Blue Eyes White Dragon and and, and goes. 
Uh, and Notably, this is the first time we've seen a shadow game end with one of the parties um, unscathed. With both, well, with both of them unscathed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Kaiba escaped the shadow game, which is nuts for one because that's not how this is supposed to work. But also, it sets up the next scene, which is him back at his mansion, uh, like breaking things. I yeah. think he's, he's like super mad in his like trophy room. Yeah, he's just like, you know how in movies when someone's mad and they just like sweep everything off onto the floor. Right. He's doing that with his trophies and just like wrecking shit. And he's like, uh, I can't believe that I, the world champion, ended the duel in a draw. Draws are unacceptable. It's win or nothing. Uh, and like vows vengeance against Yugi. Yep. And uh, that's how it ends. Well, so and then there's one last shot of Yugi walking with uh, Tristan and Joey. No, oh, pardon yeah. me. Joey and Taya uh, back to the game shop, I guess. And like he's, you know, making sure that like Joey's still okay. And then he's like, well, hey, where's Tristan? And they appear behind them. It's Tristan and uh, and Miho on the bike again, uh, riding past them. They're like, yep, this is just this is just our life now. This is just how we do it. And he isn't paying attention because, like, Miho says something. And he runs into a telephone pole. <laughs> and they both crash and fall to the ground. Uh, and Miho, I almost said Miso, hungry. Uh, Miho falls on top of Tristan in like a daze. Like I, th- I think she's concussed and it's not good. Yeah. It's uh, just one of those cartoon moments where a boy and a girl like crash and one falls on top of the other. Yeah. And they've got like swirly eyes uh, and they're like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, do you need help? And Tristan's like, yep, never better. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> As uh, Miho is lying there on top of him. <laughs> yeah. Like semi-conscious. It's weird. Uh, and that, it's how the episode ends. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. There's a laugh, I think. Uh, and then the theme music plays. Let your t- your cards touch the sky. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Roll credits. Roll credits. Jimmy, what was your favorite part of this episode? Uh, my favorite part was they have dual monsters, but it actually, for once in its goddamn life makes sense for the most part for the most part i mean there's still magic nonsense involved but, sure uh this is the first time we see they have like a game board that they're playing on uh there's field power bonuses which we see now which are there's like some strategy involved to where you place your cards it's a completely different game than what we see in the regular anime and i like it a lot more yeah yeah i agree i agree i like it Way more actually than than the show that uh, we've doomed ourselves to watch. Um, what was your favorite? Man, uh, I think my favorite is the continuation of Tristan's beautification club uh, big headedness. Yeah, his uh, beautification c- club B plot. Yeah, it's it's funny to me because it introduces exactly what Kaiba is right off the bat, and. I think it kind of does that on a guess more than anything. Like there aren't nobody else mentions like, well, there are dangerous rare hunters out there. Like they're, they're killing people for these cards. Nobody talks about this. Not even Yugi. Who's like, yeah, people come all the way from America just to buy one card. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, and it's such a, it's such an interesting aspect of that story that I'm I'm really glad that Tristan got to bring in. Yeah. He's like, Oh, the, dangerous cards huh the beautification committee will put a stop to this and ban all these cards that's right he does try to ban them uh to protect people and it makes me wonder like is is this fear coming from like something that he read or saw in the news or is this just him saying well if something's rare there's gonna be somebody out there willing to kill for it not in my school and it could just be a guess right yeah um but yeah i think that's my favorite how about your least favorite? Hmm. That's a good question. You go first. Uh, my least favorite is... I think my least favorite is the fact that Taya didn't already know how to play this game. Taya gets a lot of agency in this series, which I'm really... I, I, I really dig, especially compared to like the 4Kids series. She's a much more fleshed out character. But it's established that she and Yugi have been best friends since like kindergarten. Right? Yeah. And this is the first time she's seen this game? I don't think so. 
she, for all intents and purposes, should be better at this game than Yugi. That's true. Yeah, because Yugi's been all distracted with his Millennium Puzzle and all these other games. Right. And she clearly has a knack for picking up strategy games quickly because he explains like three rules. And then she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Cool. Here we go. So that's my least favorite part. Okay. My least favorite is, I think this is the first time we've seen like a cliffhanger ending in this series. Oh, the other's yeah. all wrapped up. But this one, uh, Kaiba just kind of escapes. Like he just drops a smoke bomb and runs away. Right. And I feel like that's just kind of a cop out at the, at the end of this epic battle for the, like the soul of this card. But it is fairly true to the comics, right? Like, you read the manga back when we first started the show, mm-hmm. and he goes and, like, lures them into his amusement park of doom, right? Yeah. So is that a, is that a he, thing he, that comes up later in the I mean, anime? he does have to escape. He can't just be imprisoned in his mind palace forever, even though that's exactly what happens to him at some point. Yeah. Several they, points, I would so, argue. Yeah, he's a just kind of a recurring villain. Yeah. But I think that it ending in a draw, and that means he gets to like escape. That's actually well, that's actually kind of clever. Then <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like it. That's fair. That's fair. It in the the um, what's the word in comparison to the other episodes? It does have a very different pace and like tone. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. If you just gotten off watching like three other episodes of the show and then you get to this one you're like Wait, what yeah also his green hair is fuck ugly yeah it's so bad it's just like lime it's green so bad it's so bad uh it does remind me though of there's a relatively new uh bts music video with Nicki minaj uh and it it looks like a look that they would have in that music video like green hair and a white suit that's a bts look for sure what color hair did Oompa Loompas have? Green. He's totally dressed like an Oompa Loompa. Because weren't they like orange skin and green hair and white suits? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. In the TV room, yeah, they had white suits, like jumpsuits for sure. Uh, I think you're right. He's like an albino Oompa Loompa then. A very tall Oompa Loompa. With, with pearly white skin. Are you just Googling Oompa Loompas now? I am. He's totally dressed like an Oompa Loompa, except he doesn't wear the uh, the brown. Oh, they're overalls. The they're white, white overalls. overalls. Yeah, he's definitely repping the Oompa Loompa squad. Yeah. Like an abstract Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Fashion week Oompa Loompa. Seto Kaiba, the abstract Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of a Willy Wonka character. That's true. Except That's true. with violence. Well, still kind of a Willy Wonka character. If we're being honest. That's true. Willy Wonka straight up kills some kids. <laughs> they uh, survive. They uh, at the end of the book, they get... Well, not in the movie. At yeah, the end of the book, the book he, they, he they sees do. them walking away and like they're all mostly returned to normal, except they're all like stretched out in weird yeah, ways. Yeah, horribly disfigured. <laughs> Can you imagine being Violet... Bo- Is it Beauregard? Beauregard. Uh, Beauregard? And being Violet and trying to get like a job later on in life. And while you're colored like While you're purple, blue. blue. Yeah. And like, sure, you've been, you know, shrunk back from being a blueberry. But she got like, juiced. But the, you know, the like, you still, you have like extra skin and like folds and stuff, right? That's how that from works. From being a sphere. <laughs> like that's a, that's a whole thing in like liposuction, right? They have to like figure out how oh, yeah. to like make your skin look normal again too so like does she have to get that probably but then she's a child so like she's gonna grow still and probably have to get surgery again welcome to the willy wonka podcast <laughs> i'm sorry uh and my welcome tv to you willied my wonka tv got stretched <laughs> he's just oh yeah a he's like boy I think I, I, I'm remembering reading the the book as a kid, yeah. so I'm not entirely 100% on the details With rose-colored here. glasses, Jimmy. That's how you read it. But he's like like eight feet tall and like an inch thin. This distresses me greatly. 
Uh, I actually, I know a guy who auditioned to play Mike TV in the uh, the Johnny Depp version. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very thankful that he didn't get the role because he didn't want to be known as as Mike TV for the rest of his <laughs> life. Uh, but anyway, this isn't about Willy Wonka. This is kind of about Willy Wonka. Um, do you have anything else to say about this episode? No. Okay. Uh, with that, it's time to end the episode. Uh, and should we do a card of the week this week? What do you think? Do we usually do cards of the week? Not for bonus episodes. Okay. I mean, usually, yes, we do for like a regular. Yes. Eh, Let's do it. Uh, Why not? Where'd my phone go? Let's look at more cards. This episode's for you, the listener. You're worth it. Um, my last, uh, Google search was for Yu-Gi-Oh! The Strongest Monster. Um, here we go. Random card. Whoa. Uh, uh oh what speaking of gross disfigurement dragged down into the grave is our card Jeez, of the week what dragged down into the grave how spooky <laughs> well well it, it is the uh the second week of october now so yeah. uh both players reveal their hands each chooses one card from their opponent's hand then you discard the chosen cards from both players hand then both players draw <laughs> one card just you each pick a card out of your opponent's hand and discard it. There, I think there are easier ways to say this. Tyler, uh, are you ready to like? see the art for this? Dragged down into Whoa! the grave. Oh, what? This looks like... Okay, so it's Joseph... It's the end of Disney Christmas Carol when Scrooge is falling into the open pit. Oh, it is. And so it's a man in like a blue and purple robe. Like a wizard. Like He's a wizard. A wizard. Uh and his hand is held by a stone hand coming up out of the ground. In a graveyard. In a graveyard. You see like a headstone behind him. And what's that? Is that He's a... got uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards in his hand. Oh He's playing God. dual monsters. Oh, my God. And um, just in this graveyard, as you do. Yes, you do. And he's getting dragged down into this into grave. Into this grave. And uh, he's very upset. I'm upset. That upsets me. There's a green, there's like a sickly green spiral like a on spectral, the whole thing. Uh, energy surrounds him as he's getting dragged down into the grave with his handful of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Drag him, queen. <laughs> uh, spooky. Spooky. Welcome to halloween Miss. Uh, so that's our card of the week. Dragged down into the grave. Appropriate. Appropriate. Uh, if you want to reach out to us about the show, you can get a hold of us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. Uh, if you have spooky Yu-Gi-Oh! fan fiction, send it to me. I will read it. I'm not kidding. God, please do this. I will read it and record this reading. Uh, I am already regretting the words coming out of my mouth, but I am <laughs> dedicating myself to this. Send me your spooky Yu-Gi-Oh! fan fiction. Uh, all right, Jimmy. Anything else we should plug? Anything that you're doing? Nope. Uh, go listen to Jimmy's other podcast, uh, Dungeons Against Humanity. It's very good. Uh, it's just Dungeons Against Humanity on iTunes and yep. at Dungeons Against Humanity on Twitter, is that right? I believe so. Uh, I've talked about it before. DungeonsAgainstHumanity.com. Uh, all the places, all the things. Uh, it's good. It's very good. When did I become a person with two podcasts? Who have I become? You did this to me. <laughs> yes, my plan. Ha, <laughs> uh, Mine is an evil laugh. Um, uh, Jimmy, what's a, what's a line from the show that we should go out on today? Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Not that show. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Um, Miho-chan. Until next time. Miho-chan. <laughs>